the head of the FDA is speaking out about inaccurate results from a quick test for the coronavirus, the same one used on White House staffers. FDA Commissioner Stephen Hahn says there may be problems with that Abbott coronavirus testing kit, but will continue to authorize its use as the agency works with the manufacturer to work out the bugs. There may be inaccuracies, false negatives with the Abbott test. However, there are many users who have contacted us and have not had this problem. Hans' message to doctors. The doctor suspects a person has the disease. It might be worth, if the test is negative, getting a second confirmatory test. Bill Rakoff, CBS News. Criticism coming in over a six-page set of guidelines from the CDC for businesses and schools reopening. They recommend things like promote healthy hygiene and plan if employees get sick. CBS News medical contributor Dr. David Agus says they're overly broad. There's very generic statements that certainly are accurate, but they don't have the detail to enable really what I think is going to be the best practices. The guidelines were issued after the White House shelved a more detailed 60-plus page version it deemed overly prescriptive. New York State is the latest to reopen. Several regions to the north and west of New York City are lifting some restrictions today. Ed Griffin's sporting goods store in Syracuse will be open by appointment only. Side of, uh, side of caution, you think that's the best way to go for the long-term uh, success of both our community and our business. 48 states have already lifted restrictions. More than 36 million people in the U.S. have filed for jobless benefits since the pandemic began. CBS's Anna Werner says women, particularly women of color, have been hit especially hard. Mom Megan Hiles led a life in Missouri filled with family, pets, and her work as a massage therapist until she was furloughed March 14th. I worked, my son went to school, and Alba's changed since the virus. She says the spa she works for reopens June 1st, but she and her 11-year-old son both have asthma, plus her child care provider, her stepmom, has COPD. In New Orleans. It's a deep trek through flooded out streets. Ponchatoula Fire Department rescue boats have been busy after heavy rain flooded out homes and cars, too. Disney is putting a Broadway show on ice for good. Let it go, let it go. Frozen won't come back. When New York theaters reopen, curtains have been down since March. S&P futures are down 28. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents. And Doug. Welcome, Burger Palace. What would you like today? Yes, I'd like to tell you that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. This is Burger Palace. Do you want me food? Yes, uh, one palace party meal. No, Limu, they won't put insects on a burger. No, you can't talk to the manager. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Every home has have-to-dos and probably some want-to-dos. The Home Depot can help you do both. The things you need to make things work a little better. Or take care of something you've been meaning to do. Maybe do something to start summer. We have the low prices to make it all doable. Order online and get free delivery on orders over $45. Whatever you need to do or want to do, we can help you get it done. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Some delivery exclusions apply. Charities are feeling the pinch of pandemic economics. New Gallup poll found 73% of U.S. adults say they donated to a charitable organization in the past year, a new low, even lower than during the 2008 recession. Previous polls have found more than 80% of Americans donated to a religious or other charity. Volunteer work is also down from prior years. The pandemic is likely playing a big role in this, as more than 33 million Americans have filed for unemployment benefits. Jim Shenavy, CBS News. Women have been able to choose between tankinis, burkinis, and plain old bikinis over the years. Now you can add trikinis to the list. Italian fashion designer Tiziana Scaramuzzo has come up with the first pandemic-safe swimwear. She says she was joking around with her family about the possibility of a bikini with a matching face mask and decided to cash in on the idea. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Can the daily recommended servings of fruits and vegetables fit into just six capsules? Yes! 
We start by sourcing organically grown whole fruits and vegetables. We ensure they are picked at peak ripeness. All of our produce is third-party tested for pesticides, heavy metals, bad bacteria, and nutrients. They are then washed, cut, and put through an advanced vacuum-cold process which removes the water using pressure. This maximizes the nutritional value while preserving the color, smell, and taste of the fruit or vegetable. The freeze-dried food is then ground into a fine powder without adding any additives, fillers, or extracts. These powdered foods are then mixed in our proprietary blends and encapsulated, locking out air and moisture. The capsules are then bottled and shipped directly to our customers. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code FRUITS. The Butcher is still in at Siemens Grocery, and they now offer locally grown beef from R.L. Valley Ranch here in Athens County. The cattle are free to roam the hillsides and graze on fresh green pastures with no hormones or antibiotics. The meat is all cut at Siemens, and they have the hard-to-find cuts like brisket and flank steak. And if you have a special order, just call ahead. Serving the community since 1951, Siemens Grocery and Marathon on 305 West Union Street in Athens. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of repair, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair is here to help. Athens Electronic Repair services all brands of electronics, cell phones, tablets, game systems, and more. Plus, during the health crisis, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair offers home pickup and delivery and a contact-free drop-off kiosk outside the store. Don't work from home with a busted computer. Call Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair at 740-590-1677 or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. People join Walk MS to raise awareness and funds that change the world for everyone affected by multiple sclerosis. Walk MS brings communities together, creating teams with friends, loved ones, and co-workers to rally around those we care about and end MS forever. Together, we can change the world for people with MS. Register today at walkms.org. A 12-ounce soda, bag of chips, and three candy bars. Uh, beef jerky, some peanuts, and uh, Diet Coke. At Stop and Cop Drive-Thru, we don't necessarily agree with your nutritional choices, but we'll serve you in seconds, any time of day. Before work, during lunch, after the game, or any time. Buzz through Stop and Cop Drive-Thru on Richland Avenue. Home of the coldest beer in Athens. Quality. You hear that word a lot in commercials, but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street right next door to the Donkey Cafe. Uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service sheet-fed press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on Washington between Court and Congress. 593-7393. That's 593-7393. In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. My oh my, it's going to get up to 80 degrees today. Of course, we have some precipitation that they want to talk about 60% they say tonight 61 even a thunderstorm in the uh, early hours is possible they say tomorrow 79 Sunday 84 yeah, boy. But before we get too far ahead of ourselves, it is a Friday, folks. We're wrapping up the week, and uh, um, some things are going to change today. You know, this uh, with all of this, um, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter whether you think it's too lax or too strict. 
there's always going to be differences of opinion. But um, this has been a very difficult period for our nation. Economically, um, you know, here at the station, uh, we, we've felt the effects. Um, we haven't had to lay anybody off. Now, some of our sports guys just haven't had to work because there's no sports, right? But um, anyway, um, it's, it's a tough time. And think if you were in the position of being in leadership for, say, like our governor or whatever, you know, what would you do? Here are businesses struggling. You have people that want to get back to some sense of normalcy with their social life, myself being one of them. Um, how do you deal with it? There's no right, there's no wrong. Now, the scientists give you their best advice. And it seems to me that at least in the case of Ohio, we're doing it logically, responsibly, all those sort of words. And I also suspect that if suddenly there's a, a bump, uh, they'll um, tighten it up again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, you know, you hear a lot of medical people saying, well, you hear both sides. Of course. You hear medical people saying, we can't do this too quick. And then you hear others try to debunk that, too so to speak, and say, you know, economically, we have to because it's not what we think it is. It, 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 you know, it's one of those things where you're... you're making your best guess pretty much and you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't yeah you know there's so many unknowns as we've been saying for weeks you know there's no vaccination yet it's on the horizon there's no cure yet there will be yeah but uh, it could be six to six yeah. months to a year away but when you yeah. know that's yeah. another unknown and then now you're seeing some spinoffs. You know, then there's another thing. What do they call it? MES-6? Something like that. So MES-something, I think, which is dealing with youngsters. Yes. And uh, you see the photographs and their skin's all inflamed. The swelling, yes. Yeah. Yes, well, it's sad to look at. So then, you know, you you factor all those things into consideration. Too. And again, it falls into the unknown category. Right. How, how soon do we do this safely? Is it safe to do this yet? Well, I think you have to try a few things you and do. then see what happens out of it. You do. And again... You know, there will be lessons learned from all this, from trial and error. Unfortunately, there's some not-so-good things that are happening and that have happened. Um, but, again, this COVID-19 does not discriminate. I'm looking at your haircut. <laughs> okay, I turned around to look at you. That was a switch. Uh, you squirreled. Have you no. had any haircut stuff? Nope. Well, just, just my face. I have an appointment tomorrow because I think they open up tomorrow. Today, actually. Okay. Yeah. I have my appointment tomorrow. Good for you. And You'll be a new man, won't you? <laughs> I don't know. I, I have had a couple <clears throat> people say, you know, they like my beard. I, I just can't deal with it. I'm sorry. It's coming off. Why don't you keep the chops? Go, go 60s style. 
keep the lamb chops right there. Chops? Yeah. Have you ever heard them called that? Sideburns? Long well, sideburns? Okay. No, that's not... Uh, no? No. You could go 60s, you know, and regress back maybe, to the Wyoming Maybe, maybe I will cut my hair and see what it looks like with the, the beard I have and, and wait a day or two. But I don't know. I'm. This has been such fun, frankly, to do because I haven't done it in 50 years or whatever. Can you imagine all the hair they're going to have to sweep up in those salons and barbershops from people not being able to get a haircut? Well, did you have any trouble getting an appointment? Probably not. Um, the Gina Kearns is the person that I go to, and she sent me a note, uh, a text message a couple days ago saying, I'm oh, working that's... noon to five on Saturday. That's cool. And she's at uh, one of our local shops. There. That was nice of her. Well, I mean, we're friends. Yeah. Right? You know, that that's the point. I'm very loyal. Even if you weren't friends, I mean, it's still nice to reach out to people to say, hey, you know, yeah. we're ready. We're open. Now, do you have to wear a mask? I don't know. You didn't get that far. No. But what? But the procedure is <coughs> you, you have an appointment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you arrive and you tell them you're there, and then you sit down in your car. Okay. And then, as yours, as, as your stylist, st- thank you, stylist is finished what they're doing and ready for the next, they come out to your car and say, You're up. And that's when that happens. So it's something like that. Yeah. Cool. Well, I have not reached out to mine yet, but I'm sure I will. I Penny Purdy uh, wanted to do my haircut. She sent me a note <laughs> last night. And um, there was a time mid-cycle when I was going to let her. And she's been pestering me for several years to do that. <laughs> but um, but I, the mid-cycle thing, she was ready to do it, but her husband said, you know, we're not supposed to do this yet. You know, have that kind of contact. So uh, we never ended up doing it. Yeah. Oh, well. I guess you'll find out tomorrow and let us know Monday about, uh, you know, did you need to wear a mask? Any kind of. I'll fill you in. Yeah. Because I've seen videos on news reports of places that have opened that they're requiring people to wear those masks. So the question then becomes okay, what do you do about. The ear, where the strap is hooked over the ear, well, apparently they're taking that off, but not uncovering the mouth and nose area, and cutting that, then putting the loop back up on. Okay. So you may encounter that tomorrow. Incidentally, folks, um, you know, the station itself is preparing to get back to more full operation uh, sometime here in the next week or so. Um, a lot of our people have been working from home, but you just don't have that inner, um, if you have a question, you can't just walk out to somebody's desk and ask. Um, it's kind of more complicated than that. So anyway, um, we have a supply of masks that our state association, our state Ohio Association of Broadcasters, Got from FEMA, and they're distributing to their members and to other stations as well. Oh, cool. Now, uh, but so many of you, I just want to thank you, our listeners, for we've had, yesterday we had a woman bring in six masks that she had made from scratch, and they, they're really neat cloth, you know, different fabrics and designs. Well, that's very nice of her. And um, we've had others... Um, Mar- Martha Sloan made some um, um, Ohio University fabric masks. And Connor got one, I got one, Troy got one, and so on and so forth. Um, I think somebody else, I think there were four total. Um, and, and there's been several others. Forgive me if I forget your names. But um, it, it, we appreciate that. <coughs> Very much. So, um, 
Anyway, let's move on a little bit. Okay. Well, a- after we do this, because, you know, Fridays are not complete. Party line Fridays. Yabba dabba do. Yeah, come on now. Okay. Come on now. You, you waited for... I just did it. Yeah. I But it was late. The I know. theme already played, and I was all geared up for that. Yabba dabba do. People okay. there. You got a double dabba do today. Uh, trying to make up for my error. <laughs> Okay, see, oh, so let's see. I see the Dave Machine's posting today is <laughs> it's bad luck to be superstitious. <laughs> <laughs> Try to tell a baseball player that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we have a variety of things we can do today. So let's just get started here. First of all, the normal things today being what with today being a free for all. Nice breeze outside right now. Sure is. Uh, Trees nicely moving around. Okay, so today is National Pizza Party Day. We've had quite a few of those in the last uh, couple months, right? Where we've resorted to pizzas and maybe had the neighbor over and sat distantly, but still, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. It's National Chocolate Chip Day. No argument there. Mm. National Endangered Species Day. Now, when was the last time you saw Michael? Michael. Our mouse here. Oh, I didn't know he had a name. Um, Two days ago. Okay. And uh, did he help you sort any of your newspapers or anything? He did not. Okay. So we have a um, a regular uh, mouse here in uh, between AM and FM. He lives in the wall, and his name's Michael. And um, I, I I would not consider him an endangered species, but um, um, it, there's a girl that lives in our neighborhood, and she's kind of uptight about any sort of weird thing and so now there's a snake in her backyard and I've in, so I went over and told her this is Ralph there's nothing wrong with Ralph and I picked him up and and tried to let her hold it she like freaked out but um, you know we gotta we gotta take care of one another and Ralph needed a home and he's got a nice home there um, and Michael's doing well here. Oh, all right. Okay. I'm sure glad that was important. Mm-hmm. Glad we got that under control. Okay. National Bike to Work Day. <laughs> I have, um, during this um, these odd couple of weeks, or mo- two months now, I guess, uh, repaired all our bicycles. Now, Pat's uh, balance isn't as good as it used to be. So we borrowed a an adult tricycle. You've seen those. Mm-hmm. Yep. From a neighbor who had one, <coughs> Tim Dransfield. You all know Tim. And uh, she tried that. And I think I was pushing her too hard. In the, not pushing, but I mean encouraging her too hard and she just kind of got uptight and scared so we'll we'll approach this slower (laughs) because it is a different feel oh yeah um but she was so afraid she'd fall anyway i've got all the other bikes working perfectly and we don't need all the bikes we have um I really need to probably part with a few of them. All right. Well, Let's you see you can have a neighborhood bike ride. You know, everybody that walks oh, by. Everybody is. Hey, come on. Jump on a bike. Let's yeah. go for a ride. I see what you mean. Rent a bike or loan a bike. Yeah. Anyway, National Bike to Work today. Uh, National Nylon Stocking Day. Does that still happen? Um. Yes. It does. Do women still wear stockings? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shows how attentive I am. 
Um, okay. It's Peace Officers Memorial Day. It's NASCAR Day. And the, na- and the last one to mention is the National Defense Transportation Day. So there. Yeah. All righty. Some Just, good ones today. Yeah, I guess. <clears throat> Historical events that see Pope Innocent the Fourth. This is in the year 1252 on this date. Issues the papal bull ad extirpanda. Well, anyway, something that authorizes but also limits the torture of heretics in the medieval Inquisition. Eighteen sixty-nine National Women's Suffrage Association forms in New York, founded by Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Cady Stanton. Nineteen forty, Richard and Maurice McDonald opened the first McDonald's restaurant in San Bernardino, California. Okay, there's something there that doesn't jive. Google. Founder of McDonald's, and it's a different name. I almost have it on the tip of my tongue. I have met him. Ray Kroc. Yes. <clears throat> Thank you. He also owned the San Diego Padres at one point when they became an expansion team. I knew that before I even Googled it. So Richard and Maurice McDonald opened the first McDonald's. Yeah, he. it says here Ray Kroc joined the company in 1954 after the McDonald brothers had franchised six locations out from their original 1940 operation in San Bernardino. Now I get it. Yeah, he came along and... 15 years later. Yeah. 16. All right. Uh, 1951, AT&T becomes the first U.S. corporation to have a million stockholders... Doing so after young car salesman Brady Denton purchases seven shares worth of worth a thousand seventy eight bucks. Well, let's see here. Let's let's see what photos we've got here. Andy Murray. I think he's an actor. Today's his 33rd birthday. I was going to say he was a tennis player. Well, maybe he is. Oh, yeah. Actually, he is. Okay. British professional tennis player from Scotland. Aye. Okay, George Brett. Baseball. 67th birthday. Kansas City Royals. Ray Lewis. Football. Baltimore Ravens. 45th birthday, David Krumholtz, K-R-U-M-H-O-L-T-Z, 42nd birthday. David Krumholtz is, (laughs) still coming, he is an American actor, played Charlie Epps in the CBS drama series, Numbers. And he also played Seth Goldstein in the Harold and Kumar film trilogy. And Bernard the Elf in the Santa Claus film franchise. (laughs) He looks like he'd be a funny elf. (laughs) So, uh, okay, now let's look this guy up. Um, This name is familiar to me, but I don't know why. Robert Menzies, who died on this date in 1978. M-E-N-Z-I-E-S. Robert Menzies. He is. Sir Robert Gordon Menzies was an Australian politician who twice served as Prime Minister of Australia from 1939 to 41. 
And again, from 49 to 66. An Elsie. All right. An Elsie is right. Um, let's see here. Should I do this, Bex? Well, we will eventually, so why not? Or statistics, I mean. Mm-hmm. I Numbers. guess I can. Okay, by the way, it's our understanding that uh, unless something unusual develops, um, the governor is not planning to hold that 2 o'clock uh, daily thing today. Um, I guess we'll know for sure around 1.30, but I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. All right. So as of yesterday, end of business, so to speak, yesterday. I, I hope you folks don't think what I do here is boring. But I, it, it's, it, it's, it gives me a good picture, these statistics. Okay, so in the world we got 7.8 billion people. There are, as of yesterday, 4,370,000 cases of coronavirus or COVID-19. Again, that's less than five one-hundredths of a percent. Now, of those that caught it, there have been 298,000. Uh, by the way, I could get specific figures, but um, but I, in some cases, I round them off. There are 298,000 deaths. So of those who've caught it, 6.8% have passed worldwide. Uh, how about recovery? 1,560,000 have recovered. That represents at this point 35.7%. Now there are still, at any given moment, people still being treated. So that's the difference. Here in the United States, we have 327 Point two million people. Um, there are, as of yesterday, one thousand. I'm sorry, one million four hundred and thirty thousand cases. That is four tenths of a percent. Here in the United States thus far, we've had 85,017 deaths. Now, when you compare it to the world figures, that's 5.9%. Remember, the world figures were 6.8. Now, remember, it arrived here later than, say, Italy or whatever, elsewhere in the world. So at this point our recovery rate is 17.1 percent. 245,000 people have recovered. So that that figure will um, continue to grow of course. Now Ohio um, we have 11.7 million people. Our first case in Ohio, we believe, was March 1st. So, thus far, we have had, let me get my right column here. Yeah, okay. So, here in Ohio, there have been 26,357 cases. Now, 
that's yesterday, the day before we were that minus 636. In other words, there's 636 new cases as of yesterday. About 16% are healthcare workers. There was a point back there where it was about 20%, but it has slowly come down. But still, it's a significant number, 16% healthcare workers. Now, we have a little more specific information for our own state. For example, 1,268 people are in ICU as we speak. That's uh, 20 more than yesterday. There are uh, 13, I'm sorry, there are 3,450 in a non-ICU hospital setting. Okay? Mm-hmm. Here in the state of Ohio, we've had 15, 1,534 deaths. That is 5.8%. We have 15,589, or 59% of those cases are being treated at their homes. And we have 4,516 people. And I must tell you, this is an estimate, and I'll tell you why. Uh, we have 4,500 that have recovered. Now, the, the state of Ohio has not kept accurate figures. Well, at least they're not publishing accurate figures on recovery rates. So I use the same percentage as the United States figures and apply it to Ohio. So 17%. So that's where that comes from. And the last group is Athens. We have had six cases, one death. And as I understand it, there have been two being hospitalized, but today maybe somebody needed to, to go back in for a while. So there's three right now being hospitalized. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so that's my report. All right. It's, um, let's see here, 938. Now what's going on? Um, Just as we discussed earlier on the program about you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. And we're speaking of reopening this and that slowly, piece by piece. Um, the New York Times uh, has an article this morning saying, you know, uh, the fight to save jobs. Okay, so there's a number of people in these stores, in these restaurants, in these whatevers that either were furloughed or laid off. Um, do you, uh, does everybody understand the, what a furlough means? Say your normal job is five days a week. If the company turns to you and says, uh, we want you to work three days a week instead during this mess, those two days are called furlough, furlough days. Okay? Yeah. Basically, it's a leave of absence for those other two days. Now, um, if you're laid off, they're saying, just don't come to work until we notify you. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're saying that um, the unemployment claims as share of the workforce 
that even though other places have had problems by other places, I mean other countries, the U.S. is by far having the worst trouble. 14.8% unemployment claims. Let's take Canada, 9.8. Norway, 4.8. Uh, United Kingdom, 4.1. Australia, 3.8. Well, you get the idea. Now, why is that? What's striking is that the countries with the smallest increases in unemployment do have something in common. Their governments have put in place sweeping programs that directly pay companies to retain their workers. Now, the the detail of how they do that, it differs from nation to nation. Australia, Denmark, New Zealand, they created new programs, while France and Germany simply expanded existing programs. But all of them have tried to maintain the connection between employer and employee, even as much as as much of the economy is temporarily down. Well, of course, as most of you know, the United States took a different approach, one supported by both Republicans and Democrats. The $2 trillion stimulus program passed in March did include a modest version of the approach other countries are taking. It's a $350 billion paycheck protection program which quickly ran out of money because of high demand. Yet most of the stimulus went to a mix of other programs. The largest was about $300 billion in checks sent to almost every taxpayer making them 99, making less than 99000 a year. I thought it was 75000 That's what I thought too. The typical check was $1,200. Okay. Did you get one? Nope. I haven't. That's not. I know some people. I know people. last name began, begins with the letter A that have received them. So are they doing it alphabetically? I do. I know someone with a last name starting with E, and they got theirs a month ago. I don't know. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? What's going on? Yeah. But in theory, uh, because uh, neither Pat nor I make above that. Uh, what? What? Here they're saying ninety-nine thousand, but it's. I think I'm sure it's seventy-five. Yeah, I thought it was seventy-five as well. Um, then you get this twelve hundred dollar check, and if you have kids, it's four hundred per up to four kids. I think. Yeah. Now they they do say that if you filed. Electronic, or you if you got a refund mm-hmm. that was deposited directly into your bank account to look for it there. And I and we have done that for yeah. several years now. Yes. So, but can't. if if you got a paper check as a refund, yeah. you know uh, it will be sent to your home through the USPS. Well, in our case, it's electronic. So, yep. anyway, we'll see what happens. Yep. Anyway, they go on to say, the evidence so far suggests that those checks, those 1200 per person, haven't been very effective stimulus. People who have lost their jobs, I'm sorry, people who have not lost their jobs, still a majority of the workforce, have instead tended to put the money in a bank account or pay down debt, neither of which helps halt an economic downturn. Well, uh, if you go to the New York Times website, 
they have a, a David um, Leonhart uh, wrote this particular item today, and it's it's very informative. I recommend it to you. Okay. Now, remember a week or so ago, we, we were dealing with some interesting quotes. Yeah. Um, I, I saved all of that because we only did a fraction of them. But we also have some stuff here, you know, weird English phrases. That's what I call them. Um, okay, so the, the expression, over the moon, right? Yes. Which, let's see here, I would say means to be absurdly happy about something. Over the moon. Ecstatic is taken from a nursery rhyme about a very happy cow. <laughs> the cow, as the rhyme goes, was so happy that it jumped over the moon. I kind of remember this. Mm -hmm. Now, the expression, under the weather. So you don't feel real good. So you're under the weather. To be ill, not well. I'm feeling a bit under the weather. They don't explain where that came from. But I just had a thought. And this is an agricultural joke. You'll see what I mean in a minute. Okay. So the ram out with all of the sheep, right? Mm-hmm. All the sheep are getting with child, pregnant. Except for one who said she was under the weather. <clears throat> That's it, folks. Now, there's farmers out there laughing right now, but they're the only ones. They call a ram that is not functioning. Okay. Uh, a weather. Mm -hmm. See? Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Yep. <sighs> If you have to explain it, it's not that good a joke, is it? It takes on a different mm. persona, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, well. So, you know, here's a hit for six. Beat around the bush. Blow your socks off. Easy does it. Barking up the wrong tree. To get the wrong end of the stick, bite the bullet. By hook or by crook, to cost an arm and a leg. All these different expressions, you know, and how they came to be. And how they came to mean something other than what... Anyway, cry over spilt milk, a piece of cake, steal someone's thunder. I don't know if it's that interesting or not, but I... I I think some of these regular quotes are cool. Yeah, well, we, we you know we hear them a lot every now and then. You know, when people say something, wow, that blew my socks off. Yeah. Was it that good? Yep, I was over the moon. But not under the weather. Okay, now some of these, um, <laughs> you know what we, did, we didn't do is, as we used some of these be, before, we didn't make marks. To cross them off. Okay. So. We went through, I looked at those, a few of those pages. Okay. And let's see if I have any of them here. Well, we don't need to do too many. But okay. I, I just don't, I hate to repeat something that we did a week or two ago. Or three. 
Um, Anne Frank. I saw the diary of Anne Frank on the show the other day mm -hmm. on the TV. Boy, they've been running some interesting movies. And did you see where CBS is bringing back the Sunday night movie? I did not. Yeah. Okay, so this is a quote from Anne Frank. How wonderful it is that nobody need wait a single moment before starting to improve the world. And here's one from Carl Bard. Though no one can go back and make a brand new start, anyone can start from now and make a brand new ending. Okay. I'm scratching my head. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Yeah. There's one from Henry Ford. Okay. Anyone who stops learning, <clears throat> excuse me, mm -hmm. is anyone who stops learning is old, whether at 20 or 80. Anyone who keeps learning stays young. The greatest thing in life is to keep your mind young. Once again, from Henry Ford. Wayne Gretzky. Hockey. <clears throat> You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> That's right. Um, I think I did this one before. I faintly remember it. It's from Les Brown. Too many of us are not living our dreams because we are living our fears. Amen for that. You have hear people say, well, what if it doesn't work out? What if it doesn't happen? What if it does? Here's one from Alfred Lord Tennyson. Okay. Self-reverence, self-knowledge, self-control. These three alone lead to power. And here's one from Elizabeth Kenny. He who angers you conquers you. Are you marking those off? I will. Yeah. All right. Let me give you a pen. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. I've been finally. Okay. So here's one, a Swedish proverb. They say, "Love me when I least deserve it, because that's when I really need it." Yeah. Here's one from Aristotle Onassis: "The secret of business is to know something that nobody else knows." Yeah. Easier said than done. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Frank Zappa. A mind is like a parachute. It doesn't work if it isn't open. <laughs> Good one. Benjamin Franklin. In this world, nothing can be said to be certain except... You know the two, death and taxes. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of my dad's good friends, Zig Ziglar. Here it goes. Um, the real opportunity for success lies within the person and not the job. Yeah. I, may have, I may have read that one before. No, I don't know. That's a good one, though. E.E. Uh, e. Cummings, it takes courage to grow up and turn out to be who you really are. Let's see here. Aristotle, it is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it. Okay. I guess you can think about it, but don't have to accept it I have four in a row by Muhammad Ali that's interesting mm -hmm. let's see what we got here he who is not courageous enough to take risks will accomplish nothing in life the next one service to others is the rent you pay for your room here on earth 
Number three, a man who views the world the same as, as at 50 as he did at 20 has wasted 30 years of his life. <laughs> and the last one in uh, in a like row here is, is it's not bragging if you can back it up. Yep, that's right. You heard the old saying, you can talk the talk, but do you walk the walk? Well, here's another one by him. Boy, they've really... Peace comes from within. Do not seek it without. Amen. I like that one. Um, Martin Luther King Jr., we must learn to live together as brothers or or perish together as fools. Well, there's one from Eleanor Roosevelt. Happiness is not a goal, it is a byproduct. I like that one. Once again, to, uh, folks, uh, I guess we're doing everything a little bit backwards or in reverse today. I haven't told you yet that today is May 15th. And our highlight in history... Um, let's see, we go back to the year 1948. Hours after declaring its independence, the new state of Israel was attacked by uh, Transjordan, e Egypt, Syria, Iraq, and Lebanon. Yeah, remember that movie, Exodus? Yes. Yeah. Let's see here. Um, our thought for the day here, martyrdom has always been a proof of the intense intensity, never the correctness of a belief. Uh, that quote is attributed to Arthur Schnitzler. And uh, that person, I don't know, but he lived from 1862 to 1931. Anna Maria Albergetti is 84 today, actress and singer. Um, Madeline Albright, former U.S. Secretary of State, right? Mm hmm. 83. Trini Lopez is 83, singer. Lenny Welsh, 82. La Lenny Kazan. Lenny Kazan. Lenny, Lenny, Lenny Kazan. Suddenly seeing it in print made me question my pronunciation. Anyway, she's 78. I'm looking through the music here. Nicholas Hammond, who was an actor, he was in The Sound of Music, is 70. He was much younger when that was filmed. <laughs> George yeah. Brett. Baseball Hall of Famer, yep. 67. We mentioned him. Mm -hmm. uh, music, uh, musician and composer Mike Oldfield, 67. He composed that song, Tubular Bells. Remember that? Mm -hmm. From The Exorcist? Yeah. Every time I hear that, it still reminds me of that movie. Pum-pum-pum-pum-pum. Uh, well, let's just skip down to the bottom. Nothing's jumping out at me. Um, the two youngest people we have listed today, a rock musician, Nick Perry, who's 36, and a tennis player, Andy Murray, who is 33. Mm -hmm. From Scotland. Aye. Scottish. Aye. <laughs> My, um, I have a, a, oh, we're almost out of time. Oh, we are, aren't we? That last four minutes went fast. Uh, I have a cousin who is now a Scottish citizen, uh, Walt Hopkins. In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. 
CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I'm Deborah Rodriguez in upstate New York. The drop in retail sales last month was a lot worse than analysts had been predicting. They were down a record 16%. Clothing stores took the biggest hit, paving the way for bankruptcies at J. Crew and Neiman Marcus. There are reports J.C. Penney could follow. Desiree DePersis is reopening her clothing shop in Binghamton, New York today. If they just roll down their passenger window, I can just set their products right in their passenger seat or with the passenger. She and contractor Mark Mazay are in New York's southern tier, one of several regions in the state where restrictions are being partially lifted. Extremely important. Uh, we need to get the cash flow in. I need to get guys back to work. 48 states have now partially reopened, including California, where a beloved delicatessen is back from the brink after getting a break from the landlord. CBS's Steve Futterman is in L.A. When it closed its doors in March, some of Nate and Al's most loyal customers were distraught. I'm shocked. I mean, I came here almost every day. Most thought it was the end. Well, guess what? Call it a COVID-19 era miracle, Nate and Al's is back. It reopens today. For the moment, it will be just for takeout and delivery. It's hoped eventually there will be dine-in service and it can once again become a hangout for both celebrities and ordinary people. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi will lead lawmakers in voting on a new $3 trillion stimulus package today. White House